Hello and welcome to You Get What You Give, a weekly podcast that dives deep into the journey and process of transformation at the levels of mind, body, and spirit. My name is Chelsea Eden Dubow, and I'm an intuitive channel and spiritual teacher who is blessed to be able to help human beings overcome life's biggest obstacle to transformation themselves. Hello, and happy Valentine's Day. If you've stuck with me so far, thank you so much for your patience, as the audio quality hopefully improves with each week. If you're just joining, thanks so much for being here. February is always such a special month for me. You know, not only is it my birthday month, and yes, I think of it as a whole month, my husband's birthday is in February, and we even got married on my birthday. Yes, it's special because of Valentine's Day too, but even more special to me is the date of February 11th, because that's the date of my Nana and Papa's wedding anniversary. February might be the shortest month of the year, but it never fails to feel magical to me. My grandparents were married 60 years before my Nana passed away in 2021, just a few months shy of my son's birth, sadly. And why am I speaking of this now? Well, my Nana was someone who struggled with self-love, I think, her entire life. She was the youngest of three and there was a lot of struggle in her family. They were poor, there was post-war shell shock and alcoholism, and she had to carry a lot of weight of never feeling enough in her life. But you know what? She was magic to me. When I think of self-love now, I think of her, not just because of how much she loved me, but how much I think she tried to get me to see myself through her eyes. It's the little things that she used to say to me, which at the time I, I hated or didn't understand, you know, things that I things that I understand now as a mother. Things like how much she loved my chubby little knuckles before kissing them. <laughs> I hated my body always, so this didn't make sense to me. I didn't want chubby knuckles. I wanted long, elegant fingers. <laughs> Little did I know that one day I would have a child. A child for whom I want something different. What I want for him is to not see himself through such a dark lens like I did. And like my own Nana did. And you know, isn't that such a tragedy? That here we are on this planet, sharing this space and time with one another, and yet instead of enjoying it, we mostly spend our time criticizing ourselves and each other picking apart the perceived flaws, trashing ourselves at every opportunity, and sometimes not even consciously, and comparing ourselves constantly. I talk about the ego a lot, and comparison is one of the tools of ego because what it does is undermine and invalidate ourselves and our efforts. Yes, I know that some use comparison as a tool to try to enhance themselves or, you know, use it as motivation, But what I'm speaking about is the use of comparison where it diminishes you, not expands. I've said before that love is connection, but not only connection, it's that which made you and that of which you're made. It's your natural state, just as transformation is your natural state too. You are a microcosm of the universe, which is also of love and connection and which is also constantly in a state of transformation. Your three aspects, body, mind, and spirit, are all meant to constantly be transforming. All life is change. All life is connected. All life is love. 
But we also hold space for paradox, remember? And so one of the constant challenges of this universe is the battle between transformation and stagnation. How this manifests in human beings is through our suffering, our trauma, which arrests our natural process of transformation in one or more aspects of that mind-body-spirit complex, and keeps us stuck in repeating cycles or worse. Sometimes we add new traumas and suffering to our experience because we've been unable to release ourselves from the prison we found ourselves in. So what does all of this have to do with self-love? Well. Self-love is a master key for transformation. Just as transformation is our natural state, so is love, including love of self. But what self am I talking about here? I'm talking about your true self, your most authentic self, the authentic expression of your highest self while incarnated here on this beautiful blue planet. It's the aspect of self that is neither your ego nor the witness. To know this self is to love this self because when you know this self, you know God, you know source, you know love itself. Remember, it's what made you and also the stuff of which you're made. And so self-love and self-knowledge are two sides of the same coin. To see yourself is to see your creator, because you are an aspect of that eternal light from whence we all came. Despite love and transformation and self-love being a part of your natural state, however, the paradox here is that the human condition means that more often than not, we experience ourselves through a lens of self-loathing. And that's because we are mostly confused about who we are. I dare say that most human beings think that they're the person they see in the mirror, or rather, the dark mirror. The ego, the patchwork quilt of identity that is fashioned over time from our negative experiences of this world. That quilt holds every trauma and limiting belief to have ever formed in our minds and bodies, but not our spirit. You see, Self-loathing may be part of the human condition, but it is only a part of this physical 3D human condition, for it is not the condition of our spirit, our higher self. Meaning, there is paradox within paradox, and the beauty of spiraling through the experiences of life mean that we must start pure. We start pure and move into those states of negativity and ego and self-loathing so that we may learn and grow from them and ultimately come to the realization that the only meaning any of it has is due to the meaning we ascribe to it. And therefore, the instant you want to assign new meaning, you can. You have that freedom, that free will to stand up and say, I am done with ways which diminish me. You can say, I see that they have and have had a function in my evolution, but Just like evolution needed dinosaurs, there came a time when they were no longer necessary. I'm not just speaking about the asteroid. I'm talking about the divine plan for humanity, which could not have occurred while dinosaurs roamed the earth. There is a divine plan for you, for me, for all of us. And while we are in the prison of self-loathing and reliving our suffering, we're not evolving. We're not transforming. 
Just as self-love is a catalyst for transformation, like the art of forgiveness, self-loathing and fear arrest that natural process in body and mind. Sure, a person who has suffered and not yet released themselves from it will still change. That's a given because change and transformation is absolutely who you are. You are change and transformation. But where those changes take place are what determine the quality of that transformation and whether that transformation is diminishing or expanding. The natural process of transformation is always towards expansion, where the unnatural process of transformation is always toward diminishment. You know, it it gets so difficult to express meaning sometimes when we talk about this stuff because we kind of lack a language for it. I use the terms natural versus unnatural, but only so that I could make my meaning clear. Because the reality is, change and transformation is always natural, though not always subjectively positive for the person undergoing the change. However, what is objectively true is that one spirals up and one spirals down, though the end result, and there's never an end, could be that spiraling down is necessary to foster the growth needed to spiral up. For example, In my case, I spiraled down for years. Sure, I changed, my body got older, my mind retreated further into the limiting beliefs it had created. I still learned and I still evolved in many ways, but those changes were not serving my highest good at the time. And though again, holding space for paradox here means that at the same time that they didn't serve my highest good, they also did serve my highest good because I'm here now grateful for those experiences. This is what I mean by lacking adequate language to talk about concepts where an event or circumstance can simultaneously be both objectively bad and good. If, if we don't restrict ourselves to just how we're experiencing the event now. And isn't that an interesting paradox too? For the now is infinite which means contained within the present moment is the future and the past. Which means that if you experience something objectively bad now, you have the power to look into your future and see a different outcome and base your response to the now based on what you want to see in the future. This is how you get to play with time, you magical, powerful being you. So when I say that you're not transforming so long as you're stuck identifying with what happened in the past and how that past is still present in the body and mind, what I mean is that you're not transforming in the way that you have now decided to show up in this reality. Meaning, you've exerted a free will choice to say, I intend to stay the path. It's when you exert your free will choice to say, I intend to take a different path, And this is really the heart of not just free will, but self-love, where you choose your true self over everything else. You choose the real you and give yourself permission to practice the art of forgiveness with yourself in the world and step into a new reality. Just like that. That is, again, how powerful you are. The distance between where you are now and where you want to be is just a thought away. One of my best friends asked me once, how does self-love even work? At the time, I didn't really have an answer for her. 
I had to go within and ask that question to the eternal self, which is the best way to seek answers, especially ones that we already know. I do call this channeling, but at its most basic, it's really just learning to listen to your intuition. This is the portal to higher self-wisdom, and really, it's like opening a dam. Once the floodgates are open, be prepared for all sorts of weird and wonderful tidbits to come through, especially for me, for some reason, around 2 or 3 in the morning. But I digress. How does self-love even work? Self-love, at its most basic, is hand-in-hand with self-knowledge. Awareness of self and how you currently show up in the world versus how you want to show up in the world. The reality is that many individuals don't know themselves. I certainly didn't. But getting to know yourself is the greatest, most empowering, most enjoyable, fun, satisfying, exciting, surreal process that a human being can go through. It won't just open your mind, it will open your heart. It will empty you out and fill you back up, break you down and build you back up. It will take you from spiraling down to spiraling up. It takes you, breaks you, shakes you and replaces the fake you with the real you so that you can go out into the world and be that change you want to see. Because when we embody transformation, all we are really saying is that we are unafraid to be our most authentic selves. And once we are our most authentic selves, guess what we get to do? We get to commit the second greatest act of self-love, which is paradoxically all about helping others discover themselves. This is the principle of awakened leadership, and it's rooted in unity. Remember, If we are all aspects of each other, fingers of light sharing the same light, then by helping others, you help yourself. By loving others, you love yourself. It always comes back to where we are now, that you get what you give. My Nana wasn't really looking at me from her own eyes, you see. She was seeing me through God's eyes, just as I was seeing her through God's eyes. Just as I see my son through the eyes of Amma, Source, God. How could you ever see through God's eyes and not break down in the presence of such love? Because make no mistake, God is love. True love. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll now do a guided meditation. If you're driving or otherwise distracted, be sure to come back later. Welcome to this guided meditation on cultivating self-love. Find a comfortable position, either sitting or lying down, and take a moment to center yourself. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so. Today, we embark on a journey of nurturing and embracing the love that resides within you. Begin by taking a deep breath in, allowing the air to fill your lungs and exhaling slowly. 
Inhale love and acceptance and as you exhale, release any tension or self-doubt. Feel the breath as it flows in and out, bringing a sense of calm and warmth. Shift your focus inward. Visualize a gentle, warm light at the center of your being. This light represents the essence of your true self, radiant, loving, and full of compassion. Feel this light expanding with each breath, enveloping your entire being in a cocoon of self-love. As you connect with this inner light, recognize that self-love is a journey of acknowledging and embracing your own worthiness. As you continue to breathe deeply, repeat these affirmations silently or aloud. I am worthy of love just as I am. I am deserving of kindness and compassion. I honor and appreciate myself in this moment. Let these affirmations resonate within you, allowing the words to sink into the depths of your consciousness. Reflect on the aspects of yourself that you are grateful for. Consider your unique qualities, strengths, and the journey that has brought you to this moment. Express gratitude for the body that supports you, the mind that guides you, and the heart that beats with love. Feel the warmth of gratitude expanding within you, creating a positive and loving energy.
Imagine yourself standing in front of a mirror. This mirror reflects not just your physical appearance, but also your inner essence. As you gaze into the mirror, see the reflection of a being deserving of love and acceptance. Visualize the mirror radiating a warm pink light, the color of unconditional love. Feel this light enveloping you, dissolving any self-critical thoughts or judgments. Embrace the beauty of your authentic self. Now, bring attention to any areas within you that may need healing. Picture these areas bathed in a soothing, healing light. As the light touches these spaces, sense a gentle release of tension and negativity. With each breath, invite the energy of self-love to flow through your entire being, healing and nurturing every part of you. Trust in the transformative power of love. Extend this love beyond yourself. Visualize a radiant aura of self-love surrounding you. With each breath, expand this aura, sending waves of love and compassion into the space around you. Envision the love reaching others and returning to you in a continuous cycle of positivity. Feel the interconnectedness of all beings through the universal language of love. Express gratitude for the love that resides within you. Recognize that cultivating self-love is a practice, and each moment offers an opportunity for growth and nurturing. Gently bring your awareness back to the present moment. Wiggle your fingers and toes, becoming aware of your physical body, when you're ready, open your eyes. Carry the energy of self-love with you as you navigate your day. Remember that you are deserving of love, and by nurturing love within yourself, you create a positive ripple effect in the world. 
Thank you so much for joining in this guided meditation. Blessings. Thank you for joining me on You Get What You Give. For more information about Edensgate Spiritual Academy, please visit the website at edensgate.ca. Until next time, and remember, you are loved beyond measure.